but yeah, I, for my TV remote, the one with the volume is like a separate remote from the cable one. So I was just smashing the cable mute remote because I couldn't fucking take it anymore. But like I was in so much rage that I didn't even realize. Like I was just like, why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? I'm like, oh, it's the other remote. It's just, but I couldn't listen to it anymore. I could not listen to that announcing yeah. anymore. I was pissed when they were assigned to the game too because you already know that we're not big Doors fans. Me and RJ aren't. Uh, well, Warriors got Breen for Game Six, so they they mm. they gave they gave us the good ones. Well, <laughs> yeah. actually, I mean, I'm uh, Jeff is bad. Which one's the Jeff isn't bad, but Stan, I think the one that does for TNT is awful. No, Jeff um, Jeff does TNT. Okay. Stan and Gundy does. Yeah, ESPN. whichever does the ESPN one. Um, I like Stan. I don't mind Stan. Uh, Jeff is better, I think, a little bit better. Stan's just no, nonetheless. Yeah, well, the was Mark Jones was like when <laughs> was hitting those threes, and both of them were just kind of weird about it. They were both just like praising him so much, and you're just like, you realize he's been like dog shit, like, <laughs> like it, like okay, so he hit some threes at the end, like like. Yes, there's a certain part of the end of a basketball game that, like, yeah, it takes you have to be smarter. Like, time is limited, sure, but like, whether you make or miss something, it's not necessarily like like magical. Sometimes, like, he just was horrible for for uh, you know, I don't know, 35 minutes <laughs> that he played, and then the final couple minutes were great, and they were acting like he overcame so much. It's like <laughs> he overcame his terribleness. He overcame his awfulness. It was it's actually his fault. Uh, <laughs> it's just like it was just so weird at the end. Though yeah. Uh, yeah, and and but there's gonna be know. a lot of bleeping this episode. <laughs> which God. I realized I don't I won't blame you if you do the first couple and then after that like the opposite of like FCC rules for like bitch and stuff where like you have a certain amount of times you can say it in a show and then it gets revert and then, <laughs> it gets yeah. bleeped you, we'll do the opposite where you just get sick and tired of just, just be mindful of me keep me in your your mind when you're spewing out analysis um yeah i i mean we can we can get into the show i something's really sad though um which i guess is in my intro which i'll, I'll start right now um <laughs> And with that, Getting ladies right and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the 49th episode of No Country for Big Men. My name is Patrick Lee Pint, and I am one of three co-hosts here. So I'm joined by Ryan, a.k.a. Uh, this is the first part of the sad, sad ones. Sad businesses. I, I wrote Eastern Conference Finals uh, as your nickname, and... Uh, now I'm changing. It hold to that. Ga- I'm changing it to Game Seven. Your Game Seven, RJ. Your Game Seven. And uh, I'm also joined by Jack, aka Corgi Lover. Um, and That's then true. another another part of this uh, sad sad intro is I started writing out you know an intro where the Sixers had made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think I was trying to manifest it, just putting it in writing. <laughs> You start writing that with about like nine <laughs> minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, <laughs> I wrote at the start of the game, which they were horrible at the start of the game, but I'm like, you know, they can turn it around. 
they got this, and they did turn it around. The si- the 76ers lost tonight. I don't even know the final score. I turned the TV 95, off. 95-86. Lost by nine. Lost by nine. You know, in a pretty weird game six. I don't know, Jack. You're you're an outside observer, but the officiating was quite strange tonight. <laughs> Horrible. Well, it was uh, horrible, it yes, but it was like also... <laughs> RJ is awakened now. RJ hasn't said a word, it, by the way, since we That just smacked him out of it. It just smacked him right out of it. Just, yeah. The, no. um, I'll wait. I'll wait. So, we'll get into it right now. Uh, we're recording fresh off the Sixers loss. No, we're not We're not waiting. you got to get it while it's fresh hot. This is what... I think this episode might be our most listened to episode because... People love pain and people love oh yeah they're tear porn hear you tear porn like you said RJ tear porn like we tune in I tune in when ben, Bill Simmons is bitching about the Celtics I don't know I just I just love it maybe it's the fandom in me maybe it's it's how competitive I am but tonight the Sixers lose Game Six to the Boston Celtics in what seemed a game like they they definitely could have won for sure for sure. Uh, it's going to be interesting hearing your uh, perspective, Jack, and what you saw, because, I mean, mine is warped because I have tunnel vision the whole the whole game. I'm doing stress laps around my house. I haven't seen the Sixers ever make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and right there in front of them is a the chance to do it, and it seems like they, they blow it. Well, they do blow it, so, I, I mean, ugh, I don't even know where to begin. Officiating, do you want to start with that? Wow, you're going right in. Yeah, block Fight shot that it, that they said was a goaltend in the first for quarter. For me, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I want to hear RJ's take on it personally. I don't want to be. I don't want to stand in. I'm there. not even going to blame the refs, even though they were probably the worst people on the floor at their jobs, and that includes. <laughs> I think the refs did the worst at their profession tonight, but regardless, it seemed like a classic. Sixers let down game from the jump. Just complete lack of effort. Just letting Boston. And Boston looked like they wanted to give away the game at first. So then suddenly Horford's yelling at the bench. They look apathetic as fuck. But they respond. And the Sixers took forever to wake up. So much for Maxie and Embiid's uh, shooting at Wells Fargo yesterday. Getting ready for this game. What the fuck? (laughs) They go on a nice run, though. Boston starts missing shots after starting out red hot. Embiid starts playing a little better. Maxie's been fantastic. Tucker, I love that guy so much. And there was a point in the fourth quarter, I believe, or late third, where Melton got the miss off of a three, and it was over a big. It might have been Robin Williams, as Pat likes to call him. He got the offensive rebound, kicks it out to Niang. Niang hits the three. I don't remember how much they put him up by, but that was when I thought, oh, shit, we're actually going to win this. And then I think what happened with the Sixers is they thought that exact same thing in that moment, and then they choked because they could not freaking hit a bucket after that. Honestly, we scored 86. How many points did we score since that three? I don't know, but... Oh, my God. It's yeah, so 13, frustrating. Yeah, 13 in the fourth. Yeah. 
unbelievably bad. There was a few possessions with like five minutes left. Harden's jacking up the deep three when he's already of a 0 of 5. They were just going for the kill shot rather than to just get buckets like they'd been doing just all get game. Get the buckets. Just get, get a get bucket. The and then, yeah, it's four straight threes. What, what can you do there? What I'm not looking forward to is Horford regressing to the mean in game seven. He's probably going to hit freaking five threes in game seven. He's going to be the Grant Williams of last year because he's been 0 of nine in the last two games. 0 of nine. Yeah, he'll definitely right the ship, and you'd imagine would too. I, I don't know. He, he started out the know. games in this series pretty awful, then sort of finds it late. This one very late, but they obviously needed it and came at the perfect time. But, yeah, I mean, I don't get how the Sixers can just come out so flat and it seems just put them away. Just Unless they're confident they can go home, go to Boston and win, which Boston at home has been awful. I think they're 500 at home, One which is crazy. Under. But, like, it's a game. Anything can happen. You Like, why are you letting this Celtics team get any hope? Uh, Harden, yeah, Harden was awful from the field tonight. Uh, he made some good defensive plays. He was hustling he towards did. the end. Came out flat, but, you know, the way he finished, except for the last five minutes, was pretty good. And, uh, I mean, I think the start, like, it was, it was pretty clear that, you know, starting Robert Williams for Boston just kind of threw it off a bit. Like, you saw some early, you know, open PJ3s because they were just going to have, like, they, in a lot of ways, have all series, just let PJ shoot and leave him and for robert williams to be roaming that's obviously when he's at his best so uh, you know i mean the start of the game is what you circle is i think you know the the, the the start and the finish and everything in the middle is perfectly fine and i mean you know to finish 36 percent shooting in the game 23 yeah. and a half from three yeah it's not gonna uh, do it you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sort of tweak those lineups a bit and i think that they did i mean you saw niang get some run in there i think when robert williams was in there um and he made him pay a little bit and he actually even had that, that steal or the or he he forced into like a turnover or something like that which was just miraculous and the, yeah at that point i was just like oh my god i mean I don't. You you thought it would be like a Niang game where you know one of these bench <laughs> players comes on and just just helps it. It just seemed like okay, the they started poorly. They needed to adjust a bit, um, but it just started to seem you know it just seemed to snowball. And I was impressed, you know, with Philly's game four ability to win. It was sort of a similar thing, and then you end up tying it, forcing overtime, and winning it in overtime. You know, you sort of feel like those exercise some demons of seeming to fall you know just kind of peter out sometimes or at least just you know stress test and you pass and then this time it you know yeah you look you're right sometimes you know just hits i think all four of its threes and the you know final couple minutes there it's just a, a bit of bad luck as well but at the same time like i don't 
you know, I also just don't love how they were behind on that, and then it just seemed like they kept just going slow. And I get that they're not a fast team. I mean, it's not the team that I think can often just snap into going super fast. I mean, that's just not who they are. But at the same time, you know, there were there were times when they'd shoot it, and it's like you're down five, man, like, and nobody's crashing the boards. It's like it doesn't really matter if you <laughs> – like have a little bit like Boston's gonna then want to be the one that goes slow so it's like you know but they're all you know a shot goes up on a three and everybody's on the Sixers is moving back and you're just like it's two and a half minutes and you're down five you know like fucking just go get the ball like if you don't get it it's the same outcome basically and like again Boston's probably not gonna push super hard but yeah it's just you know little things that seem to kind of culminate at the end there for them but i don't i I mean i don't know how do you feel about uh, ultimately at the end of the day a game seven in boston is not it's frustrating that didn't win this he could have but well what's funny you say that the end what you said about that jack because when we started this playoffs i think we talked about our expectations for the sixers and i said the very bare minimum expectation is game seven against Boston in the semis. <laughs> they made it. They made it. They passed, I guess. Give them. I mean, they did. Give them their flowers. Although, at this point now, you know, Harden's probably gone next season. I don't know what they're going to do to fill that space. So, it's going to be incredibly disappointing if they can't pull it out. But I have, the, I have faith that they can. And I have faith that, from what we've seen from Boston, they also kind of swallow up swallow and can't really do much in the last five minutes of the games uh besides hitting his three obviously like they've been kind of chokers too so which has been weird to see sorry pat it seems like philly like needs something to like or um seems like they need a reason to win or they need some type of like uh, i mean game one you're like yeah you gotta take take a game in Boston that can be one or two you'd like to and Harden comes out and wins it then they drop two Philly drops two and then it's like okay you need to win this game get get the job done and then come out in game five in Boston and they get the they I mean they they put out the effort it's clear it's night and day these game the comparisons between the games and then maybe they they just get a cushion and they feel like they don't really need to give everything tonight which I don't know why you wouldn't you just you, it's right in, in – I, I just – it's so frustrating because it's right there. There's a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter. You haven't made the Eastern Conference Finals in 01. And, yeah, you're not crashing the boards. Uh, you're, you're just jacking up threes where just get it in the paint. Worst come to shove, like you get fouled and you shoot free throws, whatever. But just, just drive, make something happen. But, yeah, you're just jacking up shots and you're not getting the rebounds. And then, yeah – just fire because it's going to happen because the other team Boston has stars and they have it was awful it's 5 of 21 Boston has stars they They do do. and they're going to have to pay them big money next year too so (laughs) yeah well Brown now uh, who still can't really dribble I mean no I had to give him credit that he's so good at everything else but like I just you know yeah it's credit to Maxi for some of his defensive activity tonight but 
you know, my guy Jalen, you can't even get your pocket picked on uh, on on that. He didn't even get it picked. He just yeah. missed the dribble. He just That's missed true. The he just Maxi didn't like he, touch like it. Maxi didn't even fucking touch it, and he missed it. That's when they show the back angle of that. I'm like, are you kidding me, Jalen? <laughs> what are I you feel doing? like that's such like a like middle school scouting report thing that we used to have <laughs> like i feel like Can't like dribble. i stopped playing organized basketball after eighth grade but like i do remember like by the time seventh eighth grade comes around you kind of just be like well that guy can't really go right or that guy can't really go left and then you just like you know guard him sideways and it's like i don't understand you know like I, I, it just it just blows my mind that that's even possible and then he's even still as you know second team all nba and it's not like it wasn't deserved like he was he was really good and and yeah <laughs> it's just i i the what makes the series fun is because like i just i just have an absolute wild card of how these two teams are really gonna actually perform especially in like the final <laughs> like five minutes i just really have no idea and it's it's painful, very game to game it's painful dude it's, so it's, uh, this it would be excruciating to be a, a either of I mean, to be fair, this year the Warriors have been mostly piss poor in close games in the final couple minutes, like all year. So I sort of relate, but at the same time, like, man, part like, of part yeah. of the pain is like, if you beat the Boston Celtics, the chance to make it and actually like win a finals and compete for it is right there. It's so wide open this year. That's why this is so frustrating. Plus, too. It's plus, like it's, come on, come on, come on. There's no Milwaukee on the other side. Come on, it's there's right no there. fucking. It's, right there. it's a, my, right Miami. There. I mean, oh it's. I mean, God. come on, they're nice. You know, I mean, God forbid the Knicks make a three-one comeback. You know, it could be fucking Sixers Knicks. You don't know. Well, now I, I have mean, to that's, pray that's, that the Knicks win <laughs> and at least buy some time if the <sighs> Sixers advance. Plus, yeah, I think that that game seven's on a Monday if it goes that far. I think the, all the other well, game sevens would be Sunday. How much time do you, they get for rest in, for the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, like almost none. It's the same. Oh, uh, really? They just yeah, fucking I mean, jump they right might into give it. you yeah. three game or two days in between one time, but yeah, I think another they're, reason. They're pretty much all. Oh, you mean day. between series? Yeah, as soon as the yeah. two teams are ready, they just go. I. Another reason why you get this dub and you wait another couple days so like Embiid can get some, like a little bit more healthy because he's in pain. He's, well, he's not making they some get of the two jumpers. days. Now they get two days rest. Oh my god! Oh my god! Another thing that bugs me is like the Celtics turn it over seventeen times. When are they going to be that careless with the basketball again? It's like you maybe Sunday. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not maybe. wrong. You're fucking not wrong, maybe. Jack. I don't fucking know. Maybe they get maybe. fucking No, I feel so. like it's been so different how the series has played out versus, like, expectations in that manner where, of course, you know, Philly at times has still struggled to get back on defense and Boston has capitalized, but they have not taken advantage of it like everyone thought. And at times, Philly has actually been taking advantage of Boston's lack of transition defense, which has been crazy to see it's uh, then you know again today i mean obviously they held the sixers under 90 points but a lot of poor shooting along the way to get there and the sixers are strapping up on defense too taking these guys one-on-one i mean niang's clamping tatum i don't know what's going on it's so strange going back to the star power on boston to watch a watch and root against a team going to uh, against the Celtics, um, 
because you just expect at all times. I'm scared to death that Tatum's going to take over, that Brown's going to take over. And then they just have these weird moments where they just kind of lose sight of themselves or just drift away in the offense or make really bad turnovers, ones that, again, I'm used to my team making. So it's very jarring to see this dynamic playing out with both teams, like you mentioned, Jack. It's a heartache. Yeah, I mean, you can you can get at Boston. I mean, we learned that last year. Uh, they just, you know, I mean, they just generally make up for it on the defensive end, and they just haven't quite been as good this year as they were last year on defense. But, uh, you know, and Brown, four turnovers each. Like, Brogdon, I think, four turnovers too, and he was actually great tonight, uh, at least scoring-wise. He's although he, he, yeah. he's been... Yeah, I don't want to. I don't, I don't think the Sixers have been targeting anybody too specifically, but Brogdon hasn't been great on the on the defensive end of the floor. But you know, if he's going to go four for six, and Derek White's going to go three for five from three, like that's you know that's also a significant difference here. Is I think you know Niang came in and did his job, but uh, you know pretty disappointing minutes from Melton today. Yeah. I was going to bring him he, up, too. He just like didn't really just provide lost. much. And, and, you know, Boston cut their rotation down to seven. I mean, Grant Williams is out. Uh, so, you know, that was 30 minutes for Malcolm. That was 19 for Derek White. And, and I mean, 43 minutes. Marcus, Marcus Smart, 42 minutes. I mean, that's pretty nuts. But all those guys were in the positive. And it's, it's pretty clearly Boston's kind of i think pulled their final chess move here but i guess we'll see with with you know starting robert williams so we'll we'll see but like, he's that's not the thing good too. he's not good <laughs> he makes these dumb headed boneheaded plays and he started out well he had his wits about him and then slowly throughout the game it's like his mind was melting in front of us he was just not there defensively i mean the play where Embiid caught him jumping on a three-pointer. Like, what is that, Bob? What is that? He's plus 18, though. Goddamn. So. I, I'm i saying he was Nine awful. Boards. You, you, I will take him starting every day. Marcus Smart was plus 18. Did you really think he was good except for his, like, three points? I thought points? he had a great game. I thought I he mean, had a great game. I I, like... He had a great game within his role, I guess. He he hit his shots and the, he made a few tough layups, but he didn't take over. I would say. No, you don't expect him to take over. Well, then we're citing their plus minus as if that's any indicator of how these guys are actually playing. Again, I think Rob Williams was absolutely awful after the first run that the <laughs> Celtics went on. Like play him all you want. I want to see more Rob Williams in Game Seven. I'm telling you right now. It's when they go small that they've had issues. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't generally disagree, especially because I mean the Sixers have seen it now. Like, like, you know, if Boston changes it up again, then you know maybe the Sixers. I think that was, again, like I said, that was kind of an issue. They just didn't quite know what to do right at the start, and then it was kind of the worst possible outcome. So you think got two days to figure it out a bit. I don't expect Doc to tweak the starting lineup for these guys because I just don't. It just doesn't strike me as a very Doc move. He's just, I don't, you know, like, 
I don't. I don't think, think it means. I don't think it. We want to do that with this team anyway. I think we're pretty locked into either. what we are. I don't think you do either. But you know, you just tweak the rotations, and you know, maybe sure. Niang's got a little bit of run in him. I like. I know they weren't great Melton minutes, but you know, he's probably due to be a little bit better shooting wise. So I, I don't. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it is. The coaching matchup is interesting here, too, because it's not like Missoula has acquitted himself particularly well in these past two series for Boston, but, like, I don't always love Doc's game management. I think he's got other qualities as a coach that make him good, but I, me and everybody else don't particularly love his game management, and it's a, it's a, it's an NCAA tournament game on Sunday. Like, it's a, it's a one game. I mean, you know, you know, you've just played this team six times, but, like, you know, it's a single. It comes down to one single game, and uh, you know I've witnessed Steve Kerr play Festus Azili and Andrews and Verschau in a Game Seven of a 2016 NBA Finals, and uh, that didn't go well uh, as he was trying to do something. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and we're talking about Doc not being a chemist and trying to cook it up and just. Well, doing yeah, what he's I guess so. To. But at the same, you know, at the same little... time, we saw Denwell House minutes in Game Five for the first time. In True, that was I. I appreciate. It. I mean, I wasn't. I couldn't watch that one, but I. When you guys texted that, I was like, "There's no goddamn way." Uh, <laughs> and it was good. It was absolutely and he was taking over. It was the house game. It was the house game. He was pretty good to, today in his very limited uh, minutes. He I, just did not hit his shot. Internally, I'm. Internally, I just quote: "I'm humbly one of the best basketball players in the world." Hmm. Did he? Did he say that? He, just he did that. indeed. <sighs> humbly. That's hilarious. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, like, eleven humbly? bench points for us. Five and, and twenty-one. Tobias humbly. was horrible. Uh, on Tobias offense. was horrible. on offense. Yeah, he was good. On I defense. mean, same with James. Same with James. It's like we we got no. We didn't get any buckets, and that's what well, it's right there. Get John Howe in the motherfucking TD Garden. <laughs> get him to Game like, Seven. On. We buy gotta, his ticket like, right now. First, we class. need to figure this out. Whatever's going I, on, we need I, in the building. I mean. When you shoot twenty three point five percent from three, it's tough. But I will say the game just was right one there. thing I realized with the Robert Williams discussion and debate: the bad part of so much more minutes for Bobby Williams, Time Lord, is that we see way less of B Ball Paul. Because I feel like B Ball yeah. Paul's been balling so much because he's the biggest and longest guy on the court whenever he's on the court. But that is not the case when Robert Williams is there, and he's got no shot well, at going at him. He's got no shot defensively against him. Uh, so that's a bad matchup, and I don't blame Doc for only giving him six minutes. Six minutes. No, yes. and, I mean, he's going to simply have to out of necessity. It's the game seven, and like I was sort of saying about managing that, it's like, what do you, you know, uh, Embiid 41 minutes tonight. Yeah, it might need to be it's forty-three. Unreal. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be. It might need to yeah. be forty. Do the whole But game. I just, I just don't know if Embiid's that kind of guy. Like, I don't. Like, uh, I don't. I don't. I just. I don't think so. At least if he's that, talking about game, what was it four? Having no lift at the end. That's when like Horford was clamping him down. The game where they won in overtime. If he's talking about no lift. Oh. We're we're game seven. 
Yeah, but he's getting he's better every minutes. game. You know, they get he's rest. limping after like every block. It's it's nerve wracking to see him fucking. He took his sore like an off. eagle. This guys like Jalen Brunson who's going to play forty eight minutes, and I just don't, I just don't think you could do that with Embiid. Like I think no. there's a certain point where it's just going to fall off a cliff, knee or not, with him. And I, I mean, that's going to be tough because I don't know, you know. I don't know who they'll – I expect Boston to have pretty much the same damn rotation because they – like they said, the thing got – that thing got down to seven today. And yeah. I would expect it to be probably Thought they were deep. almost identical. God damn it. Um, Thought they were deep. They yeah. have no one. I mean, Grant Williams is someone, but clearly irrelevant at this point. But at the same time. They went 7 of 11. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, sometimes you have to look at it as like every every game is different. The game 7 is going to be wild, but it's just like, you know, 36%, 23.5 from 3. Really, James Harden. He was 0 for 6. Yeah, dude. Uh. It, it, was, it was, he just couldn't hit from, from 3 today and... Seven threes. See, that's the thing too. It's like when Robert Williams is in there, PJ Tucker's seven threes. I'm not comfortable with PJ taking seven. I'm just I'm generally. Fine I'm fine with it. I think he may. Well, he most of the time he'll th- hit three of them. They were yeah, early. I mean, eh. if you look at the box score, it 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 becomes more and more apparent. You know, Tobias one one of seven two, just awful. Two of seven for PJ from three. Oh, six from Harden for three. I mean, three and nine from Maxi. Yeah, no one was hitting shit. Tobias missed a transition layup that just. Ugh. Oh yeah, that got blocked by. There's so many bleeps this episode. It's insane. I mean, it's just it's it's. I feel I do feel good. I do feel good because of the poor shooting and because the games are within reach, like the ones the Sixers tend to lose, and it's because they just play so awful. So you think. If they play just a little bit better, they could beat them, which they do. Like, game five, they dominated the Celtics the whole game, pretty much. Once they got in the lead, they never looked back. And I felt comfortable with the Sixers team going to the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's performances like this where it just throws me for a loop, and now i got to sit here for two days. Two days, and, too. And that's just, the anxiety of it that fucking sucks. It does. It's like football. Like that's what sucks about football. Your team loses. You gotta sit there for a week. Yeah, and that's what's great <laughs> about baseball. Cause they play that shit every single day in the playoffs. Unless you're a Giants fan. You, oh, wrap <laughs> yeah. that shirt. You lose. You know, you're you're next day. Like whatever, we move on. Well, the Less issue with hours. it being on Sunday is now I don't get. Any decompression time before the work week, and I just have to go straight in. And I'm gonna either it's gonna either be the best week ever, or it is going to be. It's got it's either gonna eliminate your Sunday scaries or compound them by ten thousand. I am going to be curled up in a blanket. Oh my gosh! People are already texting asking if they want to see it because I think they want tear porn. And well, send them this I don't link know. once it's posted. I don't know. I've I've been watching them in the comfort of my own little bubble in my living room. Uh, Shanel is there. Um, Grant will 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 be there too. Uh, he's been there for me. But they they just see me just. 
I'll get on knees. I'm like T-bowing during the games, especially this game. I was T-bowing a lot. I was just like, just on my knees. Jealous you, I'm jealous you get that space for yourself because I... Well, I did the dishes during the Warrior game yesterday. <laughs> we had people yeah, I mean, over d- for game five and I could barely even enjoy it because there was a Celtics fan there too. Oh, that's worse. I can't... There's a certain point where I... Like, unless other people are actually there to, like, watch the game. Unless my point is to watch the game. There's, like, no chance that I'm entertaining or going to somebody's for, like, anything like that. Well, what's funny is I remember watching, uh, I forget which Warriors championship it was. Yeah, there's a few. (laughs) (laughs) There's not going to be one this year. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa, hey. Whoa, Whoa, the corgi. The corgi. Come on. Uh, we, we watched it at one of our friends' house in um, in Eugene back in the old college days. And they won the they won it. And everyone else was oh, like yeah, a yeah. Warriors hater. And you were just there alone. I just remember you like breathing really like, <laughs> like you're trying to like hold it in. <laughs> and uh, I sort of felt bad for you because I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should be no, celebrating I feel this. Bad but, about that. but everyone here was hating on the Warriors so much, me included. I did not want them. But I, I, you know, I felt like you should have had that space to celebrate and you, you just kept it in. So props to you. But yeah, I mean, let's, we can, we can talk about the Warriors right now. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like, if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Corgi, yeah, you want to, what's your they, favorite type they of Corgi? Spared, they spared double tier. Uh, double tier episode from by winning yesterday thank god um, but and we'll see I mean tomorrow night I don't the problem the problem about this series for me is like I don't it's been a very clear basically chess match of basically how how are the Lakers defending Versus what are the Warriors doing to get Anthony Davis away from the basket? That's basically been the entire series. Game one, the Warriors figure out that they can't play Looney and Draymond at the same time. right? That they cannot afford to have two non-shooters or at least two bigs who are also non-shooters out there at once. So they switch that in game two. They win. Game three, I think that, you know, the Lakers kind of switch it up a bit. Uh, but also, you know, they just kind of get really hot. And mostly Anthony Davis is just was amazing, you know, in shooting from the mid-range, which, as we know for Anthony Davis and his offensive game in particular, his jumper can sort of take weeks off, take weeks on, take games on, take games off. And when the Lakers won in 2020, he was hitting. He was hitting those mid-ranges. Uh, this series in particular, he's been hitting those mid-ranges. So, you know, that's that's huge for them. But, you know, so, okay, they try, you know, they try the, like, Jermichael Green stuff. You know, they carry that over into game three. Doesn't really work since, you know, okay, great. He hit some game shots in game two, but... But so be it. And then game four comes around. They insert Gary Payton. And Anthony Davis then is going to guard Gary Payton because he's their non-shooter. And he's a less effective pick-and-roll guy than Draymond is, right? So they don't want 
Anthony Davis to guard Draymond because Draymond's going to be put in the pick and roll all the time, and they don't, and they want, you know, Anthony Davis close to the basket, so they put him on Gary Payton. But the Warriors anticipate that. That's why they started him. So Gary Payton becomes the role man. He's actually a fairly efficient role man because you know he did actually grow up as point guard and he did play college as a point guard. Um, not to mention because you know, of his athleticism. Uh, yeah, Oregon State. You know, he's a fairly good finisher at the rim, and that works for a half in game four. And then the Lakers come out in the second half, and they put Anthony Davis on Wiggins, which probably better because he's probably less effective as a role man. But then the Warriors stop putting Anthony Davis in pick and rolls. Now, they put him in, I think, 26 pick and rolls in the first half. They scored like 1.2 points per possession which is phenomenal. In the second half, they only did it six times for some goddamn reason. <laughs> and Steve I, Kerr adjustment, baby. And I don't know why. And that's what makes <laughs> this series, that game four in particular, so frustrating. And I don't know if they just didn't think that, you know, it was wiggins could do it but even then even if wiggins you know wiggins is a good shooter you can't totally leave him if you're davis you can't totally leave him open nonetheless the downstream effects of just putting anthony davis in the pick and roll not only are you just exhausting him period and there's points in this series where he has just looked flat out exhausted but it just opens up everything else and okay yeah so wiggins isn't as a playmaker as draymond fine whatever um and the lakers pull that out so do something similar game five it's mostly working and there's a certain point where the lakers are just kind of like f it we're gonna switch everything we're gonna switch it all you're gonna get davis switch onto curry on a pick and roll or no longer you know whatever which i think if you're the warriors you're mostly happy about um i think it works pretty well for the most part and you know with the exception of the very final possession of game four the curry davis matchup is still kind of a matchup i kind of like for steph but nonetheless the warriors have gotten really good and far better at pulling davis away from the basket which is what totally killed them earlier in the series which is why i don't I've kind of kept faith <laughs> that that they could do this because I do think that over time they have figured out a bit of a strategic advantage over the Lakers in this series. But I don't think that they executed it well enough soon enough. And you look at game one where they didn't figure that out until game two, then they don't figure, then they just play like dog shit in game three. But, you know, that happens. And then game four, they, they do everything against what was working. And that's what's particularly frustrating. Is like I do feel as though Golden State has found something that works pretty well. Um, but we'll see if the Lakers have any adjustments for game six in particular. I imagine they'll be more switchy, but at the same time, I don't, you know... I don't think that they necessarily feel they have to be perfect on it either because they do have some matchups that are a bit favorable on the offensive end. And and so much of it's just going to depend on whether they can, quite frankly, get free throws or not. 
for their offense. I mean, that's been their offense all year. Uh, as they're, Once they're slowed down, they need the free throws. And, you know, the more efficient that the Warriors are on offense and they keep attacking and attacking in the right ways, you know, the Lakers can grab those rebounds and run if they miss. And that helps the Lakers quite a bit as transition. You eliminate those when you make it, you know, then you're forcing the, the Lakers into half court. So watch Anthony Davis on every possession, what they do with him, how he does. I mean, I guess, oh, Jesus Christ. Not to mention, he takes that wrist to the face. Concussed. Apparently not. Ham, ham is hiding it. There's Apparently no concussion not. protocol. Exactly. So it seems weird because it's like, he gets he gets a wrist to the face. Then he is bent over for a while. Then he goes to the bench and he's on the treating him on the bench for a while. And then he goes to the locker room, where apparently in order to further move him, he needs to be put in a wheelchair. Which I need the video of. Because I just want to see how that large of a human fits in a wheelchair. Is that a normal? Do they have NBA-sized player they wheelchairs? Have have special Prop, wheelchairs. Yeah, you have to have XL. Okay, because, man, he'd be popping out of that wheelchair. He'd be popping AD out of it. AD in a wheelchair. Well, Paul Pierce like was in one once because he pooped himself. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, you know, Anthony Davis grimaces every other play. So you're sort of just like, at what point is this just like a bit of the boy who cried wolf? So he, like... He goes out, you're like, whatever. And then Chris Haynes on TV is just like, well, he's been wheelchaired out of the you know, arena. Or he's been wheelchaired to the locker room. You're just like, excuse me? <laughs> and then apparently it was, he was Not so, wrong. apparently he was so twisted, disoriented. you know, disoriented that uh, he had to be wheelchaired. But apparently he's fine. Apparently he's not in no, any he's kind good. of concussion protocol whatsoever. Nah. That seems a bit. Nah. Uh, seems, seems a bit odd. And now apparently Wiggins has a fractured rib, and he's questionable. He's questionable. So, wrong, wrong, wrong. He's cartilage. fractured cartilage. rib cartilage. Same injury as Justin Herbert. Ooh. How about that? Um. Uh, so they're blowing Jack. a twenty-seven nothing lead. Boom. Well, I got. I got Thank you. I got nice. I got two questions for you. First, yeah, I went on a ramble there for a while. As I no, you're good. Did. Tell me how you really feel about Jordan Poole, <laughs> and uh, what is your woey scale? Yeah, I gotta bring it gotta out. You gotta bring it out here. I mean, this is, your yeah, season's yeah, on the line. What is the woey scale? It sounds like it's not too high right now because I mean, you have a glimmer of like hope. all relative to the fact that they down three to two in a series my worry scale is probably like a seven because i don't like i said i feel like there's a certain point where they've actually started to gain a bit of a tactical advantage in this series i just probably think it's a little bit too late because it isn't as if i think that it's such you know it's such an advantage and now the warriors are so much better than the lakers that the lakers are you know not going to figure out a way to win one of the next two and i you know well if the warriors win game six obviously all the momentum's with them i don't believe that this you know warriors team is some lock to win on their home court in the game seven against the lakers so but that's again that's why it's also a bit frustrating is because the lakers have absolutely executed better than the warriors have for you know uh, five games now, but I just 
I don't feel like it's um you know you're down you look at it you're down three one in a series all one team it has to be that much better than the other and it just just hasn't felt that way to me and so uh, yeah I mean seven but also yeah <laughs> very very possible that they uh, lose tomorrow and that the uh, season is over which uh you know if you're talking about Jordan Poole I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he's got to. He's probably got to go. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, my God. Right now, he's got to kaboot him now. Well, they don't. They don't have any other choice. He's got to contribute a few minutes simply just because they literally don't have a choice. And like, I actually didn't think he was that bad. Game five, like he was four of twelve. Okay, that's not great. But <laughs> but he didn't turn the ball over. <laughs> And he was a little bit more connected with the team, and that's that's really what pisses me off. Like I can, I can. I'm last year he wasn't some crazy efficient guy. He had he's a streaky guy. Last yeah. year he was streaky, um, and he ended the season crazy crazy efficient. He started the playoffs that way, and then it even petered out by the time they got to the conference finals and the finals. But he didn't; it didn't ever feel like he was then, like he still felt like he was in the team ecosystem offensively. Like, sure, he's a bit of a different player than they've ever had coming off the bench, but like, it didn't feel like they were totally compromising everything they do when he's out on the floor and and. You know, they can clearly overcome the fact that his defense is just horrendous. I mean, my God. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I just... But he, it just doesn't feel that, that way for really this year. But, I, I mean, this series in particular has just been... Just been horrendous. And I, and I don't... And that's what's frustrating a little bit is because I... It, part of it has to be a little bit mental. Like, I don't think that... All of a sudden, you know, he's he literally can't shoot. Like he's not like again, he's not some kind of efficient three point guy. He never has been, but he still shows the ability to make some difficult shots at times. And but it's everything else, like, and it's just the entire mental side of the game that just seems totally gone for him. And uh, that's not good. No, that's and, not good. You know, on I mean, this contract, my goodness gracious. Yeah, Sixers. I mean, what, it's 120, 128 over the 123, next? 123 over the yeah, next yeah. four years. Like, that's an asset. I'm curious where he would be if if they try and move off of him this summer, which uh, I think you should, especially if they lose here in this round. And, you know... Maybe if he goes off in the next round and they still lose or somehow they make the finals and he plays really well and figures it out, then obviously it's a different story. But I just... I, I don't... I, I, this team is, like, wildly thin in a weird way. Like, <laughs> like they, just, they just have, I think, seven, six, seven guys and, like... You know, Gary Payton's in there. Uh, but, like, Dante, oh, that has been a little bit sticky this postseason. And Fools just lost it entirely. But I don't know what his value is. I don't know if you could even, like, 
I don't know. And you, you know, you have to bring a bit of salary in return. So I don't, you know, I'm a little bit more open to the idea of trying to get two guys who might be able to, you know, come off the bench and spread it out a bit. But they ship just, them to Detroit, and they need that bench scorer. I mean, they don't, they don't have that. Yeah, how, how would you like five second round picks again? Um, trade them. Trade pool for Wiseman and Killian Hayes. Hmm, it could work. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's Cade going for these days? No, just um, I always forget that he exists because yeah. he was just hurt all year. But and Shet. What? Yeah, Don't forget about Shet. Oh, no, and the oh, Thunder. I thought you meant he's a piston. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Shet's never playing another game in his life. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we can talk about, about we can talk a little bit more about you know off-season stuff when you know whenever we record next. When, when it's the off-season, the Warriors are actually out. But in the meantime, you know, I understand it's not likely, but I don't. I'm, I wouldn't be super surprised if the Warriors come back to win the series. Uh, so I mean, they can't so. trade him in series. Um, <laughs> well, they they sort of traded him to the Lakers, uh, but whatever. Maybe we could take <laughs> nice. Lonnie Walker in return. Uh, that, yeah, that might work out. That, that works out for the Lakers in Game Four. Like in uh, God, I mean. Both their teams are on the ropes now. The hopes of a Sixers Warriors finals is is tight. It has. It's tight and significantly. It's tight and it's making me sad. At least it's at least there's a possibility. Sad. Well, I guess exceptional last year, but this year. If they both bow out in the second round, then we we both you know neither team is culpable for not holding up their end of the bargain. Right. So if the Sixers made the finals and the Warriors weren't there, I'd be like, God damn it, because Warriors were last year, Sixers were this year. It's just it just could have been. What could that, have been? What could have been? Happening. Yeah, we we should have faith. This should be a more positive podcast. The Corgi picked it three in a row. Hearing your uh, analysis on the Celtic Sixers situation gives me a little bit of hope. You, you, you're you making it sound like the Sixers definitely have a chance, which they do in Game 7. Of course they but do, although Vegas never thinks don't. we have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Your dogs seven and like, a half Have you been dogs at every single game this season? Yes, series? we have, yep. That's fucked. That's whatever. Great. We didn't even talk about JoJo getting MVP. We didn't talk about... I mean, it's been a while since we recorded the last two weeks, I guess. But JoJo's MVP, too. Yeah, true. He was MVP. Uh, when did we record this in the King series? I don't know. Uh, I think it was... Nothing matters. All that matters was is the last game. And the last true. game we lost. That's true. KD, one of eight. Mr. Plug and Play. But... but well... I will admit... I... Got to put Devin Booker higher on some of my 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 mental lists. Yeah, she has been yeah so goddamn good. I don't know what he's doing right now. Has epic response when asked about taking over in the fourth quarter. He didn't. Why, Why does everyone love him so much? 
Why is he everybody sucks. <laughs> do they? Dude's. I don't know. They do love him. Yeah, they do. Are we positive he's uh, as good as everybody thinks he is? No, he's not. I There's a certain point where I feel like I start to have a conversation about a first-team NBA regular season guy or some of his playoff numbers, which is what we kind of alluded to, I think, what, last episode almost, I want to say. Um, but maybe for another time because... You guys need one more, and um, I mean, are your boys getting it done? We need to make predictions. Are your boys making it? Are are the Warriors going to come back and win the series? Stake it now. I need answers. I have the Eastern Conference (laughs) schedule. (laughs) Eastern Conference final schedule. First games on Wednesday. So they get two days off. They get two days. The Sixers will. This oh okay. Should have won. Should have won it tonight. Should have won it tonight. Sure, but, but they didn't. So I'm saying they don't get it done. What? I'm being, the, I'm being the nihilist here. Your faith has been rocked. I just. What rocks it? History. Yes. Um, Pain. Sadness. You know, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, I just, yeah. RJ, you're setting, like you you're said, setting yourself up for being less sad if they do. I mean, yeah, but I just, I can see uh, Horford hitting more threes. But you know, we didn't shoot the ball well either. We played like shit, and the game was right there. That gives me a little bit of hope. But I just think when you have a chance to win, it's like you gotta win. And you gotta move on. Now any anything can happen. Like some stupid fucking loose ball shit can happen. A game now winner set up, can like, bounce on the rim like, five times I, and yeah, then go in. I like is this oh, team? Cursed? Wow, you guys this... are digging deep. Holy no, shit. no. What I was, we're, we're... what I'm gonna say, why I predicted that they win is because you mentioned exercising your demons, Jack. I feel like that's what this series is all about. Harden showed up game one without Embiid, put on a show, did it again when people were doubting him again after two not-so-great games. They hit the game winner. They blew Boston out again on the road. They've just been silencing every negative narrative that's ever existed about this team. And what better way to just kill it all than to get revenge for that tragic Game 7 ending against your most hated rival in the league. JoJo game I fucking hope. I fuck JoJo game winner. In the corner? <laughs> no yeah, bounces a few oh times on the rim. Uh, no. I mean, that would be I, quite I, the full I, if, if that happens, then... Dude, this this series has taken so many years off my life. Like this, <laughs> the stress and anxiety for something I have no control in. That that's what makes me more stressed. That's what we out. love. That's like, why we I, love it. It's I, perfectly I, rational. Yeah. Uh, you can't be this I, irrational fucking, about things that you care about. <laughs> that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you what do you think, Jack? What do you think for the um, Sixers Celtics series? Like, who gets it done? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I think you, I think the Sixers can do it. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. I picked the Sixers. I just... Uh, I mean, also want Boston to lose. I just don't like their team. Probably just because I got annoyed with them in the finals last year. But at the same time, I just... I don't know. I don't really... I don't like Al Horford. I'll be honest. I'll be straight. <laughs> yeah. I'll just get to the point. I just don't. I just really, if Al Horford wasn't on the team, I don't think I'd care. Uh, but, and nice. I really can't pinpoint what it is. When he shimmied on that dunk, I was like, all right. Oh, uh, yeah, it. that was. That's it. That was uh, go Sixers. So, yeah. you know, I just, uh, I, don't, I appreciate uh, the, the ultimate irony as a Warriors fan. I would kind of appreciate it if somebody else won. Uh, you know, since Boston won it last year, and I've just seen a lot of Boston in, uh, you know, conference finals for the past couple of years, stuff like that. Just, just also more interesting if Boston kind of loses, because if the Sixers lose, it's just like, well, that was kind of probably fucking it, you know. And Doc will probably be gone, and Harden will probably be gone, and I don't now know you're what. Pat stressed. Sorry, I don't know what <laughs> assets they have to like. Dude, literally, literally, the entire conversation about the Warriors is just like, well, if they lose, it's fucking over, and it's never happening again. So, like, we're kind of in the same boat. In yeah, some ways. yeah. But, Fuck. but, but you had your time. You had your time. Yeah, You've that's had true. Your dynasty. That's a good point. We haven't had um, a sliver, of, but of happiness. Also, hey, you know, none of this game six shit matters if they win game seven. I know, but I don't. Then you just beat Boston, and how? Uh, like what? You're now you're on the moon, right? You slayed the ultimate demon. You couldn't couldn't walk into this and slay the demon in four. It's not a demon, you know. If it's a fucking it's not a demon. Sweep, you're right? right. You're right. Right. But you, it wouldn't have mattered if they fucking won this game. Then we would have to be stressing about it. You well, know? okay. Well, sometimes it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Your boys can get a ton. They might not, uh, but they can. So thank there, you know my, I I gotta appreciate you. You're, you're being. Yeah, I mean, he's gassing you up right now. I know. This is the first time I've ever seen, like, Jack really, really be in the Sixers' corner at our most desperate times. Uh, and I, I appreciate that. So, you know what? For my shout-out, you're going to be one of them. Wow. You got a shout-out, Jack. Yep. Wow. But but before we get to shout-outs, we got to predict the Warriors series. So Warriors in seven. Okay. Corgi rules. Warriors in seven. I gotta. I I don't think the Warriors are getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, loser. <laughs> fuck you, Pat. I hope uh, that the Sixers crash and burn on <laughs> Sunday. Wow, that was I don't that know, was unnecessary. Yeah. That was unnecessary. no. I don't. I I don't. I mean, what? They're the ones that are you know down. They they have to win three games in a row, and they did once. So. We'll see. They weren't particularly great at winning three games in a row all year, so it would be sweet to come back three-one against the guy who. That's did it what's to you. also possible, and that's what's also funny about this series is like that that exists. Different circumstances, very at very a lot less at stake in this series than what was at stake in the last one, but it would be funny. And the parallels between this series and the Thunder series, in which the Warriors came back three-one in 2016 oh. are actually somewhat yeah, similar although that was a little bit more of to be honest kevin durant not particularly playing super well in game six and game seven at least in that game seven um, it's also one of ten in this game six 
Uh, but nonetheless, like it, it was, it was somewhat similar. But the difference is like uh, that Thunder team, like this Warrior team's obviously nowhere near as good as that that old Warriors team was. But that Thunder team was <laughs> it's not fucking terrifying. And yeah, no, yeah, it was. They, I didn't like the Warriors. Actually, didn't have any answers for those like going into those three games, and then like that's why I feel like that's what feels more different about this one is like I actually feel like. I, I know how the Warriors can win this one. After When the Warriors went down 3-1 to the Thunder that year, I was like, I have no idea how they're going to pull this off. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, Clay had to go absolutely all-time bananas in game six, so we'll see what happens on, uh, on tomorrow. Friday. Or tonight, or yesterday, whenever you're listening. Yeah. Well, let's, let's wrap it up. I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, somber episode sad sad episode hopefully in two days we get to see this team finally make that push to the eastern conference finals and i'm talking about the 76ers and you know what i'm rooting for the warriors still because i do want a warrior sixers finals so yeah this is this is legitimately very possibly the only (laughs) year in the foreseeable future which it could happen i don't want to be that dire about it like i said we'll hold the postseason talk for when our teams are actually eliminated but this is the I best. Mean, this is the best year, likely. This is it. Statistically, it's wide open. There's no Yanni. There could be no more bleep for you. There's no jaw. Ugh. Just kidding. Not all NBA. Yeah. He shot okay. himself out. Shout of outs. NBA. Let's get to shout outs. I'll still do my shout out, even though you know what it is. Jack, Corgi lover, who you got? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I spent no time thinking about this. Uh, but I'll give a shout-out to... Uh, I'll give a shout-out to... Let's see here. I won't give a shout-out to... I'll just give a shout-out to my parents. You know, they're in Hawaii. Just limit it up. Huh? Shout-out to them. I wish I was in Hawaii right now. Although the weather here has been spectacular. Huh? So, 70s. All days. RJ, a.k.a. Game 7 Sixers dub. Who you got? Shout out my cats. They caught a cockroach during the game. <laughs> that snap was that snap was very funny. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that was cool. That's it. <laughs> That's all. My shout-out goes to my man, Jack, who is in my corner. He's in the Sixers' corner. Uh, This man knows basketball, so when he says the Sixers have an actually (laughs) good chance, that makes me a happy man. Me and Pop. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I mean, hey, next episode is episode 50. Um, Huge, huge landmark for the show. Could be the next episode we just both talk about. Episode 50 is (laughs) fucking the Uh, don't let that uh, happen boys i mean if there's basketball gods out there we will be praying god there's a lot of pain right now i i'm very anxious i'm gonna have to re-listen to this while i edit it but you know what we love you guys we love the sixers we love the warriors come on boys you got this (laughs) this is what sports does to a man (laughs) 
Is there no rest? Is there no peace? No, because winning a title is hard. And that's what makes it all that much better when it does happen. Hopefully, teams can meet. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> episode 15 next episode. <laughs> all right, I'm going to shut up now. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, try to have a good night.